0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select Our Show in the drop-down menu that follows. So first, we want to start by telling you guys about Postmates. We are so excited to be doing this ad because this is a company that we could not speak more highly of or use more. Am I right? You are correct. <laughs> All the time. This is the place that we go to order anything. Um, here's the thing. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever you can think of delivery service all year round. It is amazing. It makes life so convenient. It is good for so many different situations. There's no more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. So you can download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery. This is Julie and I's like, this is what we live for. Literally last night.
1: Of course. Last Friday night it was overnight. like yeah.
0: Last night it was like 10:30. We just looked at each other. We're like froyo, 16 handles, amazing, so quick. It tracks. It's you can tell exactly where the guy is. It's it's just amazing. It's so so convenient and it just makes life so simple. It's 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Um, they'll bring you what you want within the hour and anything you're craving, they deliver it. It's they're the largest on-demand network in the known universe with more than 25,000 partner merchants, which is insane. So. I'm sure most of you guys use this but if you haven't already definitely do so. It is so simple, so convenient and for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first 7 days. So to start your free deliveries, download the app right now and use code CELEBS. If I didn't already have it, I would like literally re-download it for. Same, it. <laughs> I thought about it honestly. I was like should we make another email just for this? Um that's code CELEBS for $100 of free delivery credit for your first 7 days when you download the Postmates app. Get anything you need anytime you need it. Again, just download the Postmates and save with code Celebs, So we kind of wanted to use this episode to break down the season premiere and analyze different parts about it that we thought were really interesting because so we are so excited for the season and so thrilled that we have a place to kind of break everything down. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome to episode eight of our Kardashian bonus show. We are so excited to record this one. If you listened yesterday, you know that I didn't have a chance to watch the season premiere because I was in Europe, got home yesterday, immediately watched it, and we cannot wait to talk about it. It was amazing, right? Yeah, it was amazing. As good as everyone told you it was going to be? Absolutely lived up to the hype. So what we thought we would do for this episode is... Yeah, we want to like break down the entire episode and kind of summarize what happened, but more so from an analytical perspective because so many things happened that bring up larger conversations that we've wanted to have. And just in that one episode, we already have so many ideas for individualized episodes that we want to do, like for example, an entire Sick breakdown, which everybody has been asking for, and we a thousand percent will do probably next week. Next week, yeah. Um, but it's cool now, like this this whole show has a different vibe now that we're in season because now we can seriously, like in real time, basically uh discuss what happened. Yeah. We also have an announcement to make, which is that typically the the Kardashian show has been released on Thursdays, and going forward, starting next week, we're going to release it on Mondays, so that we only have like a 24-hour window from when it actually premiered, because we just have too many thoughts to have to wait four days to talk to you guys about it. 100%. (laughs) And I feel like those of you that watch it will understand that. So going forward after this week, starting on Monday, it'll be released, and the regular episode's still on Tuesdays. Anyway, so let's get into it. So this episode we had such high hopes for. I mean, it was hands down the, I think, the best trailer we've ever seen. Oh, yeah, the trailer wise, Yeah, definitely. The trailer got everybody hyped. Like everybody was like, "Oh shit, this is about to be good. Yeah, And it was. So the episode starts with Kim and Kanye in the interview booth. and I wish I could have seen your face the first time yeah. that happened because I saw you, but you had already seen it before. Oh my God. Did you—let me ask you, because you're hard to
1: to read when we're watching something because, like, what you do is, like, you won't react. And then, like, at the end of an episode, you'll look up from your phone and be like, oh, it's over. Like, (laughs) 10 minutes after the episode's ended, you didn't realize. So you weren't,
0: like, reacting to Kanye in the moment. But what did you think of him on the interviews? I was processing it. I thought it was fascinating. I couldn't believe that we were so privileged to watch their dynamic. I find Kim and Kanye's dynamic to be one of the most—like, I would be a lot less interested in a, in a solo Kanye interview because that I feel like we see him so much. But with, with him and Kim together, there's something about the dynamic that's fascinating. Everybody says, do you think she's different around him? Like, okay, I don't know how I, how I want to explain this, but I feel like Kim in so many aspects of her life and in her interpersonal relationships, she's the alpha. And then I feel like when she's with Kanye – Not that she's not the alpha, but if anything, they're equals, and that's different for her.
1: Yeah, it's like alphas in different ways. But I think what's really interesting about their dynamic is I think it's, like, switched over time, where, like, when Kanye was first dating her and they were first married, like, I feel like Kanye had to protect Kim where he was, like, constantly defending her and constantly, like, defending the choice to, like, marry a reality star. And now it's kind of, like, flipped where, like, it's now Kim that's constantly defending
0: Kanye. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge narrative of the episode. Like, if you guys saw, you know, one of the— so they went back to Chicago to see all of the things that Kanye's doing for the community and also to visit his mother's old house. And the whole thing that comes up is this beef that he had with Rhymefest. Correct. And they're going to— Are you <laughs> <laughs> so proud of me? I'm so proud <laughs> (laughs) And, you know, they're going to meet up with RhymeFest, and basically Kim's whole thing is like, Kanye, he shit-talked you publicly on Twitter. How are you just going to go and forgive this guy as if nothing happened? And Kanye's like, I got love. I'm doing this Buddhist shit. Like, don't come at me with the negativity. And she's like, I'm not being negative. I'm just kind of being a realist here. Like, I feel protective over you. You know what's funny is that
1: Kanye says, and they're like, Kim's like, why are you not, like, being rational? And he's like, I'm not rational. I'm emotional.
0: Someone sent that to us. And I was like, oh, that's you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that that was such a good, at least he owned it. Of course. Oh, he always he what he totally does. owned it. He totally owned it. Something really funny was, and they talked about this on, they talked about this on Kimmel, but I didn't realize it happened in the actual show when they first sit down to do the interviews. And then Connie says the reason he's doing it is because he watched The Incredibles and saw them. He's like, yeah, I saw them doing interviews. The wife had a big ass. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: was like, yeah, we're becoming more and
0: more like The Incredibles. I loved it. It's so funny. It was. St- She looks at him—there's two parts of it. I think, one, she looks at him and totally admires him for the creative genius that he is, absolutely. There's also definitely a part of her that, like she said, almost feels sometimes like she's babysitting. Yeah, I mean, she's very honest about the relationship. Like, neither of them
1: are— She's not pretending that it's, like, 100% easy to be married to Kanye all the time. And, like, I think people are either expecting her to be like, um, yeah, it's it's so easy to be married to him. I agree with everything he says. I love him so much. Or they're expecting her to be like— yeah, it's awful and I have to stay with him, but, like, all of his opinions drive me crazy. I think it's somewhere in the middle where she's, like, loves him, respects him so much, like, will do anything for him, but also is, like, gets so fed up with having to, like, constantly, constantly, constantly defend him and, like, keep track of his, like,
0: beef and who he's fighting with and who he said something to, like, today. And I think it's exhausting for her sometimes. No, I I think it definitely is exhausting. One of the really funny moments from the interview was when the producer's like, so, what's your favorite thing about Kanye? And she's like... You know, I love that he's a free thinker. And he's like, oh, yeah. fuck, you!" About to, I thought you were about to say my dick came so good. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm I, just fascinated. I could watch him sit in a room and not even talk. Also, because I feel like, like,
1: tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like Kanye doesn't do that often. Like, obviously, he raps about that stuff. At, in, but when they're interacting, I feel like he's not that sexual with well, her when he talks about it. We see him so much more as a
0: father now, Yeah, I feel like. Like, his whole, like, fuck bitches thing has kind of, in my mind at least— Simmer down yeah. based on how much he's uh, so obsessed with the kids. Yeah, it's so interesting. So when I see him make those comments, I, like, I, it reminds me how wild their sex life must be. I forget. It must be. But don't you forget a little bit? Always. I always forget. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> now
0: I can't stop thinking about it. It's crazy. I've, I bet in the beginning it was like really wild. Oh, my God. Insane. But also you have to imagine they had all of those years of built up sexual tension via their friendship. Well, I was
1: just thinking as you were saying that, that it's like very like Pete and Ariana when they were first together. And Pete was like, I, I used to jerk off to this girl. Like, I bet that's what Kanye that's felt what like. That's what Kanye
0: felt like. Totally, that's what he felt like. Yeah. Yeah, and now they are. They've definitely, it's it's just funny. I think, I, I like seeing Kim's protective side, though. Me too. It's really, I don't know if it's like a maternal thing or yeah, maybe. It's, no, it's, it's, I think, I think it's a combination of the maternal part of her, but also from a business perspective. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she cares a lot about. Um, maintaining that like civility, I guess, in their relationships. Yeah, and she. Uh, this is what was interesting with the whole Rhymefest thing. Just for I, I'm sure most of you watch, but just like really quick for anybody that didn't. Basically, this his friend Rhymefest was in charge of Donda's house, which was um, a charity that like Kanye was was building after his uh, mother passed away. And when they had this disagreement, and Rhymefest kind of went public on Twitter about it one of the things he was talking about was how kanye wasn't doing anything for the charity and kim what kim took offense to was the fact that this guy was using donda like kanye's mom to publicly tear him down and kim like, couldn't look past that and i totally was on her side i was like sitting at the tv like fucking yeah how is kanye just okay with this it's it's really interesting because
1: like kim is so rational about it like anybody would have would have taken the side of kim because i think that's so like not like first of all a, he, he like, is using his mom's name against him. And B, Kanye has to ask permission to get the key to go to his own childhood home. And here's somebody, like, bashing him publicly on Twitter that he left in charge of something that's so important to him. And any other person would have been like, yeah, fuck this. This is ridiculous. But Kanye's like, no, no, no. He'll, he'll see. Like, Kanye
0: makes excuses for it, and it's so interesting. But what I thought was the most fascinating about it was when Kim was like, here's the thing. I have— my loyal friends, and no, nobody in our circle would ever do that. And it just reiterated what we always say, that their inner circle is so loyal. Yeah. Like for Allison, like those girls since high school slash like the Larses of the world, it really is such a tight-knit community. It's kind of like when North was born and she sent a different picture to every, to every friend to yeah, see if anybody would leak out, yeah. it. You know what I mean? That like was they, the most genius thing. Yeah, that was the most genius thing. But it just—I'm just I'm just saying that clip to me showed what we always talk about with the Kardashians' loyalty being unmatched. Right.
1: And I think Kanye has friends that have unmatched loyalty. Like I think like Dave Chappelle and Chance like have that towards him. But I think that Kanye's much more trusting with other people than than Kim is. Like the Kardashians really like they it seems like they have a lot of people, but they keep their circles very tight. Very tight. And and I think that Kanye's more willing to let people in under, like, the
0: auspices that he trusts more people. Yeah, good word. Thank you. Um, Also, so later on in the episode, we see that they announce that they're having their fourth kid, which is so exciting, whatever. And (laughs) did you guys catch Mason Disick looking up and going,
1: (laughs) Another one. And (laughs) the best part of it is Kanye loses it. He thought it was the funniest thing he's ever heard. (laughs) Mason Disick is such a legend. The other funniest part of that is when, when Penelope goes, North, Kiki says you're you're getting another baby. And North's like, yeah, I know. Like,
0: the way they phrased it was so funny, you're getting another baby. (laughs) No, but those are the moments of, like, that's so unfiltered. That's genuinely just children interacting, but those children just happen to be the Kardashian kids. It's so cool. I don't know what about it is so cool, but it's so cool. You could give me the whole whole show with not one of the actual people, just the kids, and I I think I'd be even happier. I would do sick shit to just, like, hear, like, Penelope and North just talk when they're playing house. Like, what they're saying, what they think about. Yeah. They're the cutest little things. I just— I know. I I would love to hear what they what they like talk and think about. Think about when they talk about when they're like twenty, all of them. They're gonna have like a cousin group chat. Oh my god! Oh, they're imagine if they're like shit. rushing. Yeah. Like they're if they go to like USC or I don't know. You think they're gonna to college? Well, well I, Way to pick USC? <laughs> I think some of them are. Um, I don't know. That'll that'll be interesting. I don't know. Do you know? Do you know that right now we think we're in prime Kardashian? Think about it. And, like that's why everyone's like they're gonna die down. They're gonna die down. In fucking eighteen years, North is gonna be like the everybody's gonna be as obsessed. I want North and Penelope to be like Paris and Nicole. But they easily could be, is what I'm saying. Like we have a whole other like a life oh my of God. another Imagine cycle. The Simple Life 2 with them. I, st- I don't. I don't even want to fucking talk about hot. it. <laughs> That's Julie, hot. Julie's been on a Simple Life binge for anybody.
1: Yeah. I, I, first of all, I forgot about the show. And, and, like, rediscovered it recently.
0: And, like, Nicole Richie's the funniest person ever. <laughs> ever. No, she's the funniest. I think you forgot. I did forget. But Julie's hurt. like, I was just texting her randomly. And I said something. I was like, oh, do you like this? And she responds, loves it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, we didn't talk about this. Are you talking like Paris and Nicole? And for the entire conversation, she was just talking like it and not telling me, like, well, what was going on. Well, the funniest thing is,
1: like, over the weekend, like, I, I, it was so ingrained in my head that I was, like, I was walking around and everyone I was like like Uber driver I was like thanks gorgeous. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so funny. Um anyway, so there was that one last thing from the Kim Kanye interview that I thought was notable was when Kim was saying how like right now Saint is her favorite. And and Kanye's like, you can't just say that about our kids. And she was like, why? They'll never know. And he's like, they'll just watch this. <laughs> yeah, it was so funny. She's like, how are they ever going to find out? And he's like, we're, we're on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because we always say that Kim has such a spot in her heart for Saint. How could you not? He is the, the sweetest, cutest sweetest little boy. Anyway, in terms of, because we're breaking this episode down by like what actually happened in order, but also just general themes. So I think the theme that we that I picked up on the most from the Kim and Kanye thing is just really wanting a deeper understanding of their dynamic and hopefully we'll continue to get that as the season unfolds because personally I'm fascinated by it I
1: think we will because I mean I think Kanye's he, he was so resistant to be on it like previously and now I think that he's taking on this role of like the patriarch of the family like I think he really sees himself in that role so I
0: think with that comes being on the show and I think we're gonna see a lot of him absolutely we also want to talk to you guys about OpenFit. So OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. As we know, getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier than done. So this, the great thing about this is that you can lose the commute to the gym and you let the workouts come to you. So you may be asking yourself, what is it? I'm going to break it down for you. Basically, what OpenFit takes out all of the complexity of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes. Again, you're asking, why should I try it? Everybody's bodies are different, and OpenFit gets that, which is why it's personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content. I think, personally, that like it's a lot easier to say you're going to go to the gym than to actually go to the gym, and being able to do this in your house, not have to think about it, not have to worry about who's around, it's, it's very, very convenient. Um, they have a lot of trainers and classes, so... The classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You can sculpt your body with Andrea Rogers, who's the founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar, which is amazing, Um, or get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, who was named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. These trainers know how to get you results and quickly, which is amazing, obviously. I think also the simplicity about it is something that's really desirable. So you can forget all the complexity and stress around getting fit and just press play and work out on your schedule. You can do 600 seconds with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins, which packs the fit, fat burning, muscle building, and body sculpting benefits of much longer sessions into a fraction of that time. And it's accessible. Like You can do it anywhere. So you can do it on your computer, on a web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, whatever, wherever you are. It's so convenient. And again, not having to worry about having to get to the gym. I just think it gives you a lot of freedom. It's a lot more autonomy. You can lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days, flatten your abs, shape your body, and look and feel great. So again, with our code COMMENTS, you can join on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use the code COMMENTS and start using Open Fit for your journey to a healthier life. And right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text COMMENTS to 303030. Again, if you text COMMENTS to 303030, you'll get full access to OpenFit, all of the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again, just text COMMENTS to 303030. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like, I have some friends who, they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics Mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company for every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Um. So moving on to Chloe. So the episode in terms of any sort of relationship struggles, which we're going to get into, it was framed around Courtney and Eunice's and their recent breakup. But Chloe obviously came into the mix and you hear her talking about, um, she's like, yeah, me and Tristan are in a good place right now. And you at that clip, it's like I wish there was a clip of you and I just looking at each other, like, "Oh, honey." Did you feel like she was kind of lying when she said that? I mean, yeah, but not li- not lying; like, she had no idea what was
1: coming. No, 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 she obviously had no idea what she meant. I just felt like her saying it was like, "Yeah, me and Tristan are a good place," but like, I could sense that there's no way, even at that point, that they were. No, but in a remotely good place, perhaps. Because I think I think if they were in the good place she claimed, it would have come up more in the episode
0: than just like, "I mean, Tristan are a good place." Move on quickly and never bring it up again. No, I know. Um, I mean, this, this, I, I like. I always feel this way when I'm watching Kardashians, and I know something bad is gonna happen. And they're talking about how it's good. It's just like my heart strings start pulling at me. Right. And I'm just like, oh god. And then you like read into other stuff. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh Chloe. God. I know it's like, how do you warn them? You can't. You can't. That's the thing. There's nothing we can do. You're screaming at the TV. You want to tell them to stop, and you just there's nothing to do. You can never like travel back in time. And
1: they're like, what's the one thing you could do? Everyone's like, oh, I would do this. I'd cure this earlier. <laughs> I'm like, I would. T- I would warn the fuck out of Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> I would pull that bitch aside and say, listen, here's what's going to happen after you have your baby. Like, oh, my God, I have a baby. No, listen, let me finish. <laughs> Imagine. I, and that's then I, you would have to explain not that there's just one incident, that there's going to be
0: two. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget I would do anything it. to warn her. Anything. And I would do anything for the footage of warning her. Yeah. Imagine then you became the friend because she's obviously not going to believe you. And then it happens and then you're, you, she feels so bad because she's like, oh, I didn't listen to you. Oh, my God, that's yeah. amazing. Anyway, so there was that. But the whole episode kind of frames itself over the fact that Courtney just broke up with Eunice. She was having a hard time with her breakup. She said that she just feels better when she's in a relationship and she has a sense of security that when she's single, she's, you know, definitely a little more lacking that security. Which was interesting because I think that in her relationship with Scott during the tumultuous periods, I almost felt like it was reversed. I felt like she didn't have a sense of security when she was with him when he was so like wild? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I do too. So it was interesting to say that. Um, so they decide to go to Palm Springs for the weekend to kind of just like get away.
1: <laughs> that so,
0: house is fucking, no. fuck me up. Oh, okay. So they're casually like, yeah, my mom just got a house in Palm Springs. We're going to go for the weekend. So it's a, it's them in the car. It's a Chloe, Courtney, Malika, and I think Larsa. And they pull up at this house and not that we expected Kris Jenner to do anything that wasn't even remotely baller, but this was next fucking level. Like, that that house was one for the books. No, it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. I would do
1: anything, anything to be in that house.
0: You know that it's good when they were like, yeah, we knew my mom was going to like, it was going to be nice, but they didn't, they were like, we didn't know it was going to be like this. The funniest part was when her and,
1: when Chloe and Courtney are talking on the phone about going to the Palm Springs house and... And Chloe's like, oh, is this like in a bougie neighborhood? And Courtney's like, yeah. And she's like, fuck. I guess we can't TP the neighbors. Like, what did you think it was gonna be? Like a public street? Like, on like that? That was weird to
0: me. The whole, th- it was orgasmic. That's the only word that I know how to describe. Oh my that god, house. No, the house is it's beyond. It's That's for, my I, boy Martin. Oh my god, he's so talented. Martin Ballard. he's up there yeah. with the Mindy voices of the world. No, he's he's beyond. He's Ma- beyond anybody I know. It, it's. Just <laughs> And again, she does not know him. But it's seriously like the floors, the ceiling so high, the floor-to-glass windows. Oh my god, the outside! It was it was unbelievable. One of the fun- so Kendall was there also, and one of the funniest things that like I don't know why I don't nobody talked about this. She just dropped her phone into the pool, and nobody. It was like the most casual thing ever. Yeah, I wonder if it was okay. No,
1: well they spoke about it a little. Like somebody got a blow dry, and we're like, oh my god, don't you know it's rice? You guys are so rich that you don't even know how to fix a phone. <laughs> You you stick that shit in a bag of rice. I know. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. It's like such an unimportant. There was a period of time where, like, when when we were younger, our phones were constantly like getting wet. Like somebody would constantly drop something. We kept like a tub of rice in a compartment in our car. So like every time we were leaving, like I think it was like in the summer or like something. Every time we were leaving somewhere, it was like somebody. Oh, there's rice
0: in the car. That is hilarious. Isn't that funny? But the best feeling was when you like leave it in the rice for just long enough and then you take it out and you start to see it blink like the blackberry. Yeah, yeah like, like, You're like, you're like so I'm hard. not gonna check it for ten minutes. Like you set like a like a, a, a timer, goal for yourself. Yeah. Like, it's like you would keep checking it.
1: Yeah, you're so right. Right? It was the best feeling. Did ever. you say Blackberry? Yeah. I fucking loved it. I was the last person to get an iPhone because I love my Blackberry so much. I know my pin still, three, two, three, DCAF3. <laughs>
0: what? You don't know your pin? No. Oh, BBM me. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, anyway so that was insane they were like basically Chloe's whole thing was she was trying to get Courtney to let loose I love the side of Chloe because it always shows her she's just so much fun and like in these moments is is the Chloe that I miss the like fun loving not that she isn't now but you know what I mean yeah
1: but maybe she'll maybe she'll be back on that since she's so like
0: single now I hope so so single so single no she like couldn't be more single <laughs> <laughs> but that's good that's what we want her to be yeah she's gotta stay single for a while just for a little while God, she has bad decision making skills. Yes, potentially, and I think her judgment can be a little bit clouded. I also think part of it just comes from her really working out of the heart and less out of the mind. That to me, that's decision making. Still, okay, but I'm I'm saying she's more like Connie. She's a little more emotional than rational in these situations. Gets you into some gets you into a mess, doesn't it? When you decide yeah, to be more emotional than rational. Yeah, but let me tell you something. If you were if you were in her situation, right, and you like fall in love with these two guys that end up being total disasters. The last thing you want is someone's like, you know, I think your decision-making skills are a little off. You're like, I just fell in love. Like, fucking kill me for it. Yeah, you
1: wouldn't want somebody to say it to you. It doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah,
0: but I'm just not going to Like, say-
1: if I fucked up Manjo and you were like, you fucked up. I don't need you to say it to me, but it doesn't mean it's not true. Ew, I don't need to say it to Chloe right now. That's why I'm defending her. Oh, well, that's fine. Chloe, don't <laughs> listen to this episode. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I love her. No one goes harder for Chloe than I do. I think she's the most fun, like— Best personality of all of them, most down to earth, whatever. I just think that, like,
0: on occasion, she could make more rational decisions. Yes, potentially. And also, she's, I think, just a little trusting. And as we've all said, Tristan was—he fooled us all. Yeah, no, he—he he definitely fooled us all. And I will say till the day I die, if he wasn't as good-looking as he is, this wouldn't have happened. This wouldn't have gone on for so long. I genuinely—it just wouldn't have. Because I bet you there were red flags. There were things that she—that popped up that she kind of suppressed because of how attracted to him she is.
1: Well, I think also—I think that and also, like, when you've, like, struggled with insecurities your whole life and someone that attractive is that into you. It's you how you, like, naturally start to ignore those types of things because you, like, are so willing to make it work because you can't believe that somebody, like, that attractive wants you.
0: Yeah. Which— I don't even know if that's a conscious thing like cause, No, I don't think it's a conscious thing to, at all. Cuz that's not a that's not a me looking at. It. Like to me she is so beautiful. It's not like I look at them and I'm like, "Oh my god, they're so unmatched." That's not at all what we're saying. It's more so I could see in her mind potentially that could be that could yeah. have been a thing. A, a, a reflection
1: of like her growing Past up insecurities. Yeah. yeah. Which
0: are she's spoken about very openly are obviously there
1: and I don't I don't think just because you um necessarily like fix the
0: things you don't love about yourself that those things go away automatically no yeah I don't know it's interesting I mean we've said it a million times would I do anything for like an in-depth psychological analysis like uh, like if she did just a full sit-down interview about her thought process behind everything I'd be so fascinated yeah and I think also it, people would find that very relatable because there are so many people who are in that exact same boat they know it's not right but they can't stop themselves right. for whatever reason no, that is no I, I totally agree and the sex thing just can't be downplayed because I'm sure that that was a huge part of it yeah We've all been there (laughs) many times. Um, I also just want to say, like, the thing that really frustrates me about the whole Courtney and Eunice breakup is like, we show, they show her being upset and they show, like, on Kimmel, for example, they, nobody asks her the details about it. That's what I, that's what pisses me off. Yeah. It was, and then she kind of mentioned, like, very
1: briefly about when he, went away on, like, that guy's trip, or, like, he was, like, hooking up with someone else the next day, and you can hear her say, like, and that's how you're going to act the next day? Like, we've been broken up
0: for a day, and that's it. That's all they spoke about. Yeah. We, I mean, right? We still don't know exactly why they broke up. No, we heard when Simon was here, he said that everything is good with him, and that he's a really nice guy and all that kind of stuff, but we never knew, we never know the details about it.
1: Yeah, Which- it's, it's, I mean, I think that, there's also a possibility that he didn't want people to know the details and just out of respect, she was like, Yeah, I won't speak about it on the show. I'm just
0: always curious about that one. That's all I'd say. I'm still am curious always. Yeah, me too. Incredibly so because him and Scott could not be more different. I can't wait to see who Courtney dates next. I'm actually almost more excited to see who Courtney dates next than who Chloe dates next. I'm far more excited to see who Courtney dates next. Because those relationships are always different than the ones with Chloe. Yeah. There's something just different about it. I think they crave a different kind of love. Yes. I really do. Yes. Don't you feel that way? I think everybody craves a different kind of love, don't you think? Yeah, but I'm saying I think that like their ideals, I guess, of, of a relationship are a little bit different. There was a quote that I wanted to find uh, before we move on from the Chloe subject, which was, you know how she always does all those like very emotional stories? So last week she did one. Oh, I sent it to you. I have it. And it's the. it was a white screen at the very bottom. It says, Forgive yourself for falling in love with his potential and for believing he would change someday. Literally in the tiniest font at the bottom of the screen. shit I've ever seen And I sent life. it to you, and you were like, so do you think anybody can read that? I was like, you know damn well every single person who passed that screenshotted it so they could zoom yeah, in on it. Yeah, obviously,
1: but it's like it, it, at that point that you're posting it and you know everyone's going to screenshot it and you want everybody to read it, just fucking make it a normal font size. I know. I mean, that was ridiculous. That's like one of those memes that's like, look in the top corner,
0: now look in the left bottom, yeah, oh, yeah. look in the left, like— Ridiculous. I want to read it out loud one more time so we can all just internalize what it is. Forgive yourself for falling in love with his potential and for believing he would change someday. Which is exactly what I'm saying. She is actively needing to forgive herself because she's mad at herself, so I don't want to contribute to that narrative, okay? That's why I don't want you blaming her for her decision-making. I'm not blaming her as much as advising her. Okay.
1: Could you imagine if one day you were just scrolling through Instagram stories and I had posted something like that? (laughs) Uh, On your own personal story? Just, like, imagine. Like, that's what I'm saying is, like, the the laws on social media for celebrities are so different. Like, you can post whatever, like... First of all, you can post whatever photos you want. You can post whatever weird motivational quotes. If I did that, you would literally call me and be
0: like... First of all, take that down. (laughs) We actually were having this conversation a couple days ago about how celebrities have a t- they can do whatever the fuck they want, not only on stories, also on their on their feeds. And I know some people are like, yeah, but they have, they have to have such curated feeds. They only have to if they want to. Look at like a Justin Bieber. Look at like a, uh, any of them, any, Bella Hadid. They post whatever the fuck they want. And then there are some weird people like Tom Hanks who really post whatever the fuck you want. Tom Hanks's entire feed is a picture of the ground with random things on it being like, found this glove, hyphen <laughs> Hanks. Like, why can't I do that? But also the other thing that we were talking about is like in
1: regards to like taking nudes, It's like, if you really liked one, obviously you can't post it on your
0: story, but Kim posts nudes all the time. Literally, this was our argument. You guys know about how hard I go for the whole free the nipple thing. And I took this picture. It was, oh my God, you know exactly what I'm talking about, the white shirt one. (laughs) It was like so good. Isabel's there like, yeah, I know that picture. (laughs) My tits looked so good. And I was like, fuck, I wish that it was normal for me to post this on my story with like a funny caption. And it's just, it's not normal. Like it would, people, that would just be so weird. But if I was... A celebrity. anybody else. Literally anybody else. It would be not a big deal. So they definitely have that benefit that. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, literally the only, like, we do everything in our power to not at all be known. Like, we keep our stuff private. We don't ever post ourselves. It's like so, the one that's thing. That's the that one want. reason that we're like, we want to go. <laughs> so we have more freedom to.
1: To post Post whatever the fuck we want. whatever the fuck we want. Anyway. I feel um, like my content would be the exact same. Yours (laughs) would be different.
0: Mine would be the same. It would be the same. So we're going to take a quick break to tell you guys about Stamps.com. Here's the thing. Nobody really has time to go to the post office. You're busy. Who has time for all the traffic, parking, lugging all your mail and packages? It is a real hassle. So that is why you need Stamps.com. It's one of the most popular time-saving tools for small businesses like us, and we can speak from experience, this is really, really helpful. So Stamps.com eliminates trips to the post office and saves you money with discounts that you can't even get at the post office. So basically what they do is they bring all of the services of the post office right to your computer. So whether you're a small office sending invoices or an online seller shipping out products or even a warehouse sending thousands of packages a day, Stamps.com can handle it all with ease. So the way it works is you just use your computer to print official U.S. postage 24-7 for any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send. And once your mail is ready, you just hand it to your mail carrier or drop it in the mailbox. It's that simple. Super easy. Like... For me, here's the thing. I know technically going to the post office isn't that big of a deal. But in my head, I always make it up to be this huge thing. So to have this and be able to, like, add some ease to the situation really helps me. Julie Julie can speak from experience that I was definitely more calm when I could do this instead of having to bring it there. We were oh at my, my house. God, wanted, yeah. yeah. Um yeah. So basically how it works is with stamps.com, you get five cents off every first class stamp and up to 40% off priority mail. Also, not to mention, it's a fraction of the cost of those expensive postage meters. It's a no-brainer, honestly. It saves you time and money, and it's no wonder that over 700,000 small businesses already use Stamps.com. So right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. So you just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in CELEBS. Again, that's Stamps.com and enter CELEBS. Honestly, it's 2019, like, not doing this is just... It's just, there's no need for it. It's really, really helpful, and it makes things a lot more efficient. And we're all about efficiency, especially when getting things out that can be time-sensitive. So we speak highly of this, and you guys should definitely give it a try. Again, it's stamps.com, and enter celebs. Um, Okay, moving on now to the MVP of the episode, obviously the man that is, Scott Disick. All of you who inboxed us asking if we were freaking out as much, I can now confidently tell you yes. Did you notice me when we were watching last night, like, because, again, you, like, weren't reacting the way I wanted
1: you to. And, like, every time he would pop on the screen, I would, like, lean over, <laughs> like, lean over to you on the couch to like, make eye contact with you. But I don't know if you noticed that I, like, looked at you every single time he popped on because
0: I was, like, waiting to see if you had, like, a facial reaction that you weren't saying out loud. I didn't notice, and I think I wasn't making reactions because I was so high. But it was amazing. Guys... He he's this no I can't I can't really? even talk about it. So the whole episode in terms of him frames it about the fact that MJ so she used to live in San Diego and Chris moved her to Calabasas which was a really big deal she kind of like uprooted her entire life and she's now living in Calabasas and they're also happy because she's so much closer to her but Chris MJ was was expressing kind of like sadness over the fact that she feels like when she hangs out with Chris Chris is always on her phone or always doing business things which she probably is um, but that's kind of how the episode framed itself so Scott. Is very close with MJ, which I had no idea about this relationship. Did you? Yes. Oh, you did? I
1: know everything about MJ. I didn't know. I almost moved in with MJ when I saw this episode. (laughs) I texted as well. I was like, book me a flight. I'm moving into MJ's house. I didn't know
0: how close they were. So he was, you know, taking her out and he, like, they go to this adorable lunch. They end up cooking. you, You break it down. (laughs) <laughs> Scott and Cece are also really close, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, like— Well, I, I think
1: because of Scott's, like, family, like, he he latches on to every ounce of family that he can get. And, like, and, maternal. Yeah, and, like, yeah, especially that. And, like, I think that he, he like, feels for MJ. And I, he loves her, but— um so Scott's talking to m j about how chris doesn't he she feels Chris doesn't have time for her and and Scott takes her to this little tea house and and they have tea together like scott <laughs> takes m j for tea and then he and he like dresses up for her he like looks adorable like he opens the door for her he pulls out the chair like he was he is so sweet to her it was so like. I can't. I don't even have words. My for it.
0: favorite part about it was then he was like, you know what? Let's go for a really like for a really fancy one, and we'll get all dapper. So he takes Chris and MJ, and they go. and And Chris is like, oh my god, Scott, you're so dressed up. Like I can't believe you dress up like this for my mom. When I'm when it's just me and you, wearing like sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And he's like, listen, like it's with MJ. Of course I'm going to be dapper. And they sit down, and uh, so they initially put all, all their phones away. They're not going to be on them, and Chris can't not, and. My favorite thing is how Scott. It was like having a conversation with kids. He's like, "Chris, I think that MJ yeah, sometimes feels. Yeah, he was the total, feel, total mediator. He was literally the total mediator. He had such Libra vibes in that, which I know he's not. But he was like, he was like, Chris, I just want to say that I sometimes feel that MJ um, feels a little neglected by you. And I was like, it's what is going on with Scott? Another really funny part is before they went to tea with Chris, they were like
1: Facetiming her, and she was like, I have to say, I got really jealous that you two hang out, and like. And MJ was like, I guess we can, like, take her to tea. And and, and Scott's like, yeah, we're going to take you to our place. Like, it was their
0: place. It was their place. No, no. It was—Scott Disick, yes, guys, we're going to do a full-blown episode about, like, the evolution because it's, un, it's unbelievable that he— There's so many things about this that are unbelievable. The fact that he has maintained such a good relationship with Courtney, even though they went through some shit. The fact that he's such an involved dad. The fact that throughout— all of the stuff that he's went through, his relationship with the siblings and with the parents and the grandparents has never wavered. is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I'm Scott's biggest fan. Biggest fan. He also has never looked hotter.
1: No, no. Like, who, did you say it yesterday? Did somebody say it yesterday they were like, "What's hotter, was Scott with the kids or Scott with MJ?" And I was like, "Honestly, it's Scott with MJ." That's yeah. like anybody can be a good dad. It takes a really like special person to to. <laughs> Have such a close, loving, sweet relationship with your ex girlfriend's
0: grandmother? No, it's beyond. That's an that's a whole nother level. People. So this girl emails us yesterday. Her name is Megan, and she writes, "Hi ladies. First off, I live for Thursdays because of the Kardashian bonus episodes. They make getting ready, driving to work so much fun. Whatever." And she's like, I'm sure you've received requests for a Scott Disick best moments episode, but I feel like just saying that isn't enough. And instead, I thought I would include some of my favorite Scott moments from over the past 15 seasons. This girl straight up sends up a class, like a class presentation, pictures from all of the episodes outlining her favorite moments. And to you, Megan, yes, absolutely, we are going to do an entire bonus show on him, and we are so excited to do it. I'm gonna it. prep fucking hard for that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, it's kind of like when Julie made a PowerPoint explaining to Isabel why Travis was better suited for Kylie than I Tyga. I think it's ridiculous I had to do that in the first place. It is ridiculous, but I'm saying you went so hard for yeah. that, and that's how hard you're going to go for this. I also want to take a quick moment to tell you guys about Tikis. So as you know, we have been speaking about them for a while now. They are a shoe brand. It's T-K-E-E-S. I feel like you've definitely seen them on Instagram, or you may not even know you see them on some of your famous favorite influencers or celebrities, but... Um, it's a really cool company. They've been worn by Beyonce, Angelina Jolie, Cindy Crawford, Steph Shep. Um, fun fact that we spoke about yesterday is that Anna Wintour bought them for all of the women at her daughter B. Schaefer's wedding, which is so fucking cool. Like, that was Anna That's Wintour's gift. That's my new gift. favorite fun fact. Yeah. Um, the company was founded by a husband and wife duo, Carly and Jesse Burnett, and she came up with the idea when they were in St. Barts, and they go to every year to St. Barts with their two kids. It's such a, like, if you look at the sandals, they're very St. Barts-esque. They're kind of like this simple but very classy, um, vibe. They have their leather. They just have, they actually just launched a vegan leather, which is the matte collection. Um, and they go well with anything. You can dress them up, you can dress them down, you can wear them with neutral prints or blacks, or if you wanted to wear them with, um, something more bright, they're just very versatile. They're also so easy to pack, which I think is amazing. Cause if you wanted to pack like five pairs, they probably take up what a normal shoe would take up. I don't know. They're
1: very slender.
0: Yeah, they really are. Um, Cocoa Butter, fun fact, is their best-selling shade, and all the sandals are handcrafted in Brazil. My favorite thing about this is that the monogramming is available, so you can do, you know we love a good monogram, live for it. Uh, You can do your initials, which is great. And also they have their news collection, which is designed to match every skin tone. It's a perfect gift. It's good for yourself. It's good as a, like a monogramming gift for bridal showers or birthday parties or whatever. So if you want to try them, our listeners get 15% off with the code CBC. You just go to tikes.com, T-K-E-E-S.com slash CBC to check out the pairs that we have. Um, again, our listeners get 15% off with the code CBC. So go to wwwtkeescom slash CBC to check out the pairs that they have. I guess the last thing that I wanted to end on was Kylie. So we see her very briefly in the episode. She's in—it's when she's in her pink hair, pink suit, and she's sitting down with Kim, and Kim is going over her her new perfume, and she's wanting Kylie's opinion. And I know we were both excited that we got to see her for, like, a second, because we didn't think we were going to see her at all.
1: Yeah. I'm very curious to see how much she's going to be in throughout the season. I don't think it's going to be much.
0: I—first of all, I agree. But second of all, the reason that this—it was such an insignificant clip— um, with the exception of Kim saying that like she wants to know who Kylie's friends are because Kylie's friends kept her pregnancy like locks so secret which was funny when she was like your friends are the best and it's like that was another oh, moment yeah. where you're like oh honey you don't even know what's about to happen but anyway to me think about like three seasons ago I guess it was when Kylie was moving into her new house you know exactly the scene I'm talking about she's sitting there in that green jacket with the short black hair she's sitting with Courtney or with Kylie with Chloe and Kim and they're asking her like Chloe. Kylie, you're going to move into your house. Like, do you know anything about a mortgage? Do you know anything about heating, this, that? And she was like, no. And the whole episode is framed around the fact of like, listen, Kylie, if you want to be this adult that you claim you are, like, you need to know these things. And now, fast forward three seasons, Kim is the one sitting down with her to get her point of view on this like perfume empire, it was, to me, it was just such a moment of like, wow, Kylie has fucking skyrocketed in the last three years. Yeah. I mean, she's done a, in,
1: an incredible amount of growing up. My question is, um, and maybe I was wrong about this, is the perfume line, the did, cl- did Kylie and Kim do one together or Kim was just asking her opinion on hers? You know, I actually don't know. I think it could have been a collab. I, I have no idea. I, that's like the impression I got because of the lips. I, it totally could be. I, it's still I, interesting. So, like, I, even for them to be working together on something is just so interesting because Kylie is just like built so
0: so much. She's a different human being. Her confidence from how she was to how she is now, to me, is so evident. Just goes to show what can happen when you get your lips done. <laughs> <I know. laughs> lips and nine hundred billion dollars. You totally new person. Oh my god! No, but right.
1: No, totally. And something that I say a lot is that I I see a lot of um Kim and Kylie, always. and I think there's like a, a really huge comparison between the two of them. And like something I love about Kim and Kanye that I've always loved is um, that I feel like in, in each of their playing fields, Kim and Kanye are both at the top. And that's how I feel about Travis and Kylie right now. Like in, as far as music, Travis is at the top of like everybody right now. And as far as like the you know the the world of Instagram, the world of reality TV. Kylie's at the top and like I feel like it makes them very evenly matched and and I just see so much of Kylie I mean of Kim and Kanye in
0: Kylie and Trav and and so so much of Kim and Kylie I a thousand percent agree and I love watching Kim and her I love watching their dynamic because of all of them they hands down are like the business the yes you know what I mean like I'm not saying Chloe doesn't have a, a total career. Courtney all those things, but like Poosh is not going to be Kylie Cosmetics is just not going to happen, right? You know what I mean? Like they've really even Kim said in the episode, she was like, "Listen, I was my mom's favorite for a solid ten years." And, and then and Kylie, it's Kylie,
1: it's it's so interesting, and, and and it is. It's like with with the siblings, it's very um, like they all picked one. So it's like I see Kim and Kylie. I think it's Chloe and Rob, and I think that Courtney and Kendall have a lot together. I do too. But. I will say that um, Kendall switches between Courtney and Chloe. Chloe and Courtney. Uh,
0: K- Courtney and, I mean, Chloe and Kendall have a really close relationship. No, they, def- they definitely do. It's just fascinating to watch. I feel like I remember watching Kylie grow up. She was always felt like one, she had to prove herself and like prove her place in the family. And if you remember when she was younger, she always felt so insecure about being compared to Kendall in the sense of like Kendall had this blossoming modeling career and Kylie was kind of just there and she always that was a storyline for a lot of episodes and now I feel like she has nothing to prove she is in oh her late she has all of the confidence in the world and she's kind of like look like the proof is in the pudding look what I fucking did. No, I mean it's 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 truly unbelievable because I don't think
1: anyone really thought that where Kylie was like she was going to be the one to get there. No one thought it was going to be Kylie that was going to like be the the most followed and the most, like, loved in the
0: family. I know. And now she f- did it and she built this
1: empire. I think Kim's so proud. Like, I don't think she's jealous. I think she's so proud like she's passing the baton on. I think none of them have an ounce of jealousy about that type of stuff. I really don't. Yeah. I genuinely think because they're Because I thrilled. think that if, if any of them wanted to have it to the extent that the others do and wanted to work as hard as and, like, p- build a business, I think they could if they wanted to. It's
0: just a matter of— Finding their thing. Yeah. And she found her thing really early on. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see Kylie's evolution. Next week I think we're going to do this. I mean, I think we'll see what happens, but I think we're going to do the Scott the Scott episode. But either way, every week we'll be talking about what's going on in the episodes and it's so fun. Now it's like live. We have something that we can actively talk about that we're all on the same page about. I miss it. I I never like remember how much like withdrawals I go through when it's not on. I mean, this is our fucking dream come true. The fact that we have a dedicated place to talk about for between half an hour and an hour once a week where we can digest the Kardashians with a group of people who care as much as we do. I mean, like This is literally this is my dream. dream. Yeah. So thank you guys for loving this stuff as much as we do and we will see you next week. Again, a reminder We're starting uh, to drop these on Monday. So next week, this will be a Monday episode. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.